Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Daydream and Listen podcast. My name is Krista. I hope that you are doing well, taking care of yourself, and having a lovely day. I'm doing pretty good right now. I have my iced coffee and now I'm just ready to sit down, record. We have lots to talk about this week, honestly. This week, I'm going to be continuing with my unofficial summer episode series. And the reason why I say it's unofficial is because I wasn't really planning to do several episodes in a row around like summer, summer being like a consistent topic. But I just realized after the fact, I'm like, oh, it'd be fun to like release a few episodes all about summer things. So today I, um, I'm going to be recording and analyzing aesthetics episode. It's been a hot second since I've released one and I try to be very methodical about what aesthetics I want to cover because if you are a fashion girly, you know there are a billion different types of aesthetics out there. A lot of them are very, very interesting, but I want to do episodes on ones that feel right. So eventually, maybe I'll get to your favorite one if I haven't gotten to it already. Um, And if you're new here, I should say, I occasionally record these types of episodes uh, called Analyzing Aesthetics, where I take a look at a current aesthetic or one from the past, and I break down its popularity and just try to get a better understanding as to why it's relevant. So the aesthetic I'm going to be talking about today is a newer one. I would say at least for this summer season, this is like the first time I've been hearing about it, and that is the Coastal Grandmother Aesthetic. Now I'm sure if you're on TikTok, you've definitely heard of this. Um, You've probably seen many people making content about the aesthetic. It's definitely one that I was super interested in, and so I'm very excited to discuss it with you all today. It is very relative to the summertime season, Um, so that's why I feel like it would be a nice little addition to this unofficial summer series that I've been doing. But before I get into talking about all things Coastal Grandmother, we first have to discuss the highs and the lows of this past week in my life. And let me just say on the forefront, there's quite a bit. And I think this might be a thing going forward where I just have more highs and lows. Some might be just considered life updates because I feel like my life is so much more exciting now that I live in New York. And so if you're not a fan I apologize, but I think it's like a nice fun addition. You guys can learn a little bit about what's going on in my past week. So let's get into that. This, I had to remind myself that this happened this past week. The release of Break My Soul, the Beyonce song. I have been listening to this song so much that it felt like it came out a month ago already. And that is not to say that my attention span is short. I'm just saying I've listened to the song hundreds of times that it feels like it's been with me for longer than just a week or so. So let me give my honest thoughts. I was very excited when the song came out. I actually was able to listen to it before midnight. Just want to say I didn't have any like 
early access whatever she posted the lyric video to the song on youtube around 10 p.m so i was like oh my gosh bless she is looking after my sleep and beyonce is telling me girl you do not have to wait until midnight here's a song right here and there so i love the song there have been a lot of thoughts about break my soul especially if you guys listen to drake's new album because both this song and his album are all centered around like house music which i don't think a lot of people are fans like traditionally fans of house music this song definitely caught me by surprise because i would say compared to her other singles that she's released at like before she releases an entire album this one felt very very different but honestly, the more I kept listening to it, the more I kept liking it. I have to say though, I will give criticism, constructive criticism. It's not my favorite single that she's released at the forefront of an album. Um, but like I said, as I keep listening, as I kept listening to it, I was like, I really, really like this. It definitely is this nice like pump up aspirational type song or i should say inspirational song i want to be in a club dancing with my friends to this song and now jokingly as you will learn what my lows of the weeks are whenever a low happens in my life i just sing the chorus of the song in my head kind of sarcastically like this garbage is happening to me but you won't break my soul you won't break my soul like that just keeps going on in my head um so you know that's a fun little life hack if you're really struggling throughout the week just sing beyonce's song in your head and maybe it'll make things a little bit more comical but all in all i do like this song I am curious if she's going to be having the rest of the album have this sort of similar sound to it because I think she will do it really, really well. That's no shade to Drake, but I have a lot of confidence in Beyonce if she wants to release more house type music. Um, love the Big Frida appearance in the song. I loved when Big Frida was on Formation. I think Formation is truly one of the most iconic songs to drop or like the, one of the most iconic singles to drop before you release an album. The way that it starts, the way that the song builds, it is so, so freaking iconic. This song, I can't say it did the same for me, but whenever I listen to it, I'm like, oh, like time to get up and dance. Like, I don't know, or it just like brings a smile to my face, you know? I've also seen a lot of people negatively talk about Beyonce trying to cosplay as a 9-to-5 worker and her commentary on like anti-capitalism and all that stuff. I'm not getting into that today. I know it's a very layered conversation and I am critical. Like I, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. I usually will talk about this stuff with friends. Um, I, I am quite critical of Beyonce and Jay-Z and I'm very aware of their not so great past of things that they've done that can come off very classist and just tone deaf i guess you could say i'm still a stan i love her music i don't i didn't perceive it as she's trying to be like one of us i think beyonce is self-aware enough to know that none of her fans are going to be like wow she's like me i I know Beyonce also hates a 9 to 5, like fully knowing she's never worked a 9 to 5 in her life. So, I don't know. 
I won't get into it anymore. Okay, next high of the week, let's move on. So I decided to be a little bit adventurous. I went to Pier 25 and Pier 26 in Manhattan. If you live in New York City, I highly recommend going to either Pier 25, Pier 26. They're literally side by side. They're connected to each other. If you're looking for a fun, free outdoor activity and it's a beautiful day and you want to get a little bit of a tan, I definitely recommend going there. So I had a couple years ago, I had actually walked up the Hudson River. There's like a walkway that literally took me from the One World Observatory building all the way to my dorm when I lived on 31st Street at FIT. It was insane. And as I was walking up along this walkway, I saw these sand volleyball courts. I saw all of these like really nice, just like lounge areas on this pier. And I always, I've never forgotten that place. I was like, I need to go back there someday. When it's nice, summery, I want to go watch some people play beach volleyball. I want to go get my tan on. I want to go relax. And that is exactly what I did. So I went down to this pier and they had these lovely lawn chairs. They were like wooden lawn chairs. So it wasn't like one you would actually stick in your backyard. And I sat there with my book, listened to some music, and just sunbathed. Now here's the thing. If you know me and you know what I look like, I'm a very pear, oh my gosh, fail, oh my god, am I having a stroke? I was gonna say fair skin or pale skin and they just tried to come together. I'm a very pale person and I burn quite easily. So I made sure to get all of my sunscreen, my face sunscreen, my spray-on sunscreen, which if you're looking for a good spray-on sunscreen that has relatively clean ingredients, I highly recommend Blue Lizard, okay? Uh, My doctor recommended Blue Lizard to me a long, long time ago, and I continue to buy it because it works and it does not irritate my skin. It's lovely. Anyway, so I got my tan on, had a lovely time, the pier is so freaking cute. There's mini golf down there. So if you listen to last week's episode when I was talking about cute date ideas, I want to go back there and, you know, mini golf on the pier. It's so adorable. They had a cute little like kids splash pad area. There was a part of me that was like, if I was not alone and this did not look creepy, I would go over there because it was HOT and I needed to cool down a little bit. But alas, it was very fun, worth the adventure. And then I met up with one of my friends for dinner um, also this past week. One of my best friends, we just, we love to get dinner together and catch up on what's going on in each other's lives. We went to Beatnik, which is formerly known as By Chloe. If any of you have ever been to buy Chloe. I know they have locations all over the world. It's like a vegan, fast casual type place and we loved it in college. We always went there in college and now we were like, let's go back to our old stomping grounds and eat at Beatnik and it was very nice. We had a lovely time. We ate in Madison Square Park. It was wonderful. Also speaking of food, this past week I was a little bit more adventurous in the kitchen. Lately, I don't know if your guys' For You pages are like mine, but I've been seeing so many celebrity-inspired recipes. I feel like this has always been a thing, but lately, I've just been seeing 
back to back to back ones where it's like, this is so-and-so's smoothie recipe. This is so-and-so's famous salad, whatever. So because there is no Air One in New York, and also I would never spend $17 on a smoothie, maybe don't hold me to that. Right now, I would not spend $17 on a smoothie. Hailey Bieber's Erewhon smoothie has been going around and it looked so good that I tried to make it myself and I think I did a pretty good job. Um, but then there's like this whole thing of like Kim Kardashian's chia seed pudding. I made chia seed pudding this past week because I was like, I've been craving some chia seed pudding. And then now this upcoming week, I'm already planning out my grocery list and I'm going to buy ingredients to make Jennifer Aniston's salad that she supposedly ate while she was on the set of Friends. Apparently, she has said that this is not the salad that she ate when she was on the set of Friends, um, but she doesn't want to kill people's fun. Anyways, sorry. I'm just saying. I've been... It's been a high of my week, getting a little bit more adventurous and creative in the kitchen, and it's fun to, like, find new recipes and be like, ooh, I'm trying out, I don't know, Kim Kardashian's cheesy pudding or, like, Hailey Bieber's Erewhon smoothie. It just makes things more fun. Okay, and then my last high of the week is, this is more so like a life update slash recommendation. I've been trying to watch more, quote, classic movies because literally anytime I talk to someone about movies, they're like, oh, have you seen this? And I'm always like, no, I haven't. Have I watched La La Land like 14 times? Yes, I have. But I'm sorry, I've never seen, I don't know, The Godfather, for example. That's on my list, all right? Anywho, I've been watching a few movies as of late. It's like a fun evening activity. If I finish up work, I make dinner, put on a little movie, and I'm trying to put myself out of my comfort zone. Not re-watching the same show or re-watching the same YouTube videos or whatever. Like, I'm just trying to do something new. So, I watched, I recently watched um, When Harry Met Sally, which I feel like so many people have seen, so I apologize for being late to the game. It's cute. I like it. I totally understand why it's a classic. There were some things where I was just like, this is incredibly sexist and I'm not a fan, but I'm also like, I think this movie came out in either the 80s or the 90s. Um, hot take, just have to say this. If you have seen this movie, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. Meg Ryan in this movie, she plays Sally. To me, she looks so much like Alicia Silverstone from Clueless, who plays Cher in Clueless. She looks like her in this movie. I'm like, the two of them could be sisters, maybe twins, but they look so similar. And then for the life of me, I cannot remember. Oh my gosh, I just remembered it. This whole week, I've been struggling to remember Billy Crystal's name. He's the one who plays Harry. Also, he is the voice of Mike Wazowski in Monsters, Inc., if you didn't know. Anywho, in this movie, he low-key, very low-key, reminds me of Penn Badgley, who plays uh, Dan Humphrey in Gossip Girl, and he's also the guy in You. Low-key reminds me of him. Like a shorter version, maybe a little bit of different hair, but there's something about the two of them. I'm like, why are you guys copies of two existing actors? very weird. But anyways, I like the movie. I watched it on Netflix. It was good. I then watched, um, what's it called? 
oh my gosh, why am I blanking? American Psycho. I watched American Psycho. I had been seeing like so many memes and people just talking about this movie that I was like, I need to watch this. I haven't seen it yet. I need to watch it. This movie is so freaking insane. I get why there's a lot of hype around it because it makes you like you want to talk about the movie after you've seen it. So insane. If you've ever seen Midsummer, Midsummer, however you say it, uh, it's an A24 film. I've talked about it on this podcast. I know for certain that that is like my least favorite movie ever because it is such, like, it is so chaotic and just insane. This movie is at that same level. Chaotic insane. Obviously, it's about someone who is psychotic. So, you know, chaotic and insane things are bound to happen. And I will say Christian Bale, who plays the main guy, he's very good in the movie. Very crazy. He's very convincing in his role. And also, I love that Reese Witherspoon, or should I say Reese with a knife, if you get my joke, um, she is in the movie love that and Willem Dafoe is in the movie so love all the little cameos or just like extra actors who are in there but yeah the movie is crazy I I would watch it again with someone who has not seen it just to see their reaction I wish someone would have filmed my reaction because it was so insane so yeah those are my two movie watches from this past week. Maybe this will be a reoccurring thing. I'll update you guys on what, what I'm watching. All right, now we must get to the lows because, my lord, there are many highs this past week, but there were also many, many lows, and the lows hit very hard. Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee, and then I will discuss. All right, warning. Krista is going to get very mad here. I'm going to try to contain my anger and my thoughts. But if you all live in the States or if you all have been on the internet reading the news, this past week has not been the greatest for women in America because of the overturning of Roe versus Wade, uh, basically making abortion access not available and criminalizing abortion in certain states throughout the country. Now, here's the thing, guys. I usually do not get political on the podcast. I keep my thoughts to myself. Maybe, you know, if you've been listening for a while, you can sort of pick up on certain things I care about, certain people I'm not really a fan of. But for the most part, I really don't talk about politics because I understand it's a very polarizing, polarizing thing. Um, but this is ab absolutely insane totally so the news came out on friday um totally just rocked my world and here's the thing i have to address this i'm incredibly incredibly privileged to live in new york where abortion access is still a thing um and also here's the thing i do not ever I don't even know if I should say this, but I am someone who does not see myself being put in the position to get an abortion. I think most people, when it comes to abortions, it's not something that you're like eager to do, you know? Like I, I'm i not like, woohoo, yay, abortions, you know? It's 
a very, very complicated and just a super, super complex matter. But I will say this. I am incredibly pro-choice in that I believe that women should have full bodily autonomy and have the right to do what they wish to their body as it, you know, if it betters their life circumstance, if it protects their safety and well-being, if some god-awful thing happened to them that they did not wish to happen to them and the result is an unwanted pregnancy. I'm not going to get into the specifics of it of like, you know, what is considered human life and, you know, when is too late to have an abortion. I'm not going to be talking about that. But the decision to overturn Roe versus Wade is so gut-wrenching. It is so abhorrent because all of these people love to say that this is the pro-life decision. And to me, I think that what is to come after this decision has been made is not in the interest of human lives. It's not. These people, to me, are very for forced pregnancy. Um, and I'll just, I'll say that. I, I do not think that the de- this decision has people's lives uh, as the best interest. Um, and it disgusts me that garbage like this persists. And also, that a lot of these people who are making these these decisions and who are celebrating these decisions want to call themselves Christians and I really don't think that a decision like this is very Christ-like and there's a lot more I can say on that um and another thing I'll just add in hey I don't know if I I seriously doubt any pastors are listening to the podcast but don't you dare try to talk about this issue from the pulpit because if you do I really really think that your tax exemption should be taken away like just gonna say that the amount of pastors that I've seen who have been trying to weigh in on this subject matter please stop okay you get that beautiful thing called tax exemption because there's this supposed thing called separation of church and state which really isn't a thing anymore um so just stop Okay, I know I'm going off right now and some people are probably like, ooh, Krista, what in the world is this? But it just really was a low in my week and I know I am coming from an incredibly privileged standpoint where I have never been in a situation where I've never gotten pregnant before. Let me just say that. I've never been put in a situation where I had to think about something like that. And like I said, I live in New York where things are very different from other parts of the country. And... I just, my heart goes out for so many women in this country who feel scared and do not know what their future is going to be like. So my thoughts are with you all. Um, I will definitely be linking things in the description of this podcast, resources, anything that could possibly help people. I know I'm not like, you know, one of these massive podcasts out there, 
I'm sure by now so many of you have already seen links to these resources, but still, I feel, excuse me, I feel like I should, that's the least I could do with having mostly women listening to my podcast. So yeah, that's all I have to say on that. Maybe in the future, I don't know if I will ever speak on things like this before, but I'm very passionate about this kind of stuff. I I know on the podcast, I mostly talk about like fashion and girly things and nostalgic things and stuff like that. I keep things like pretty lighthearted. Like the basis of my podcast is so that it feels like you're just chatting with your friends and you can kind of escape from all of the horrible garbage in the world and just tune into a podcast that is mostly fun, uplifting, inspiring, whatever. But I do have serious conversations with my friends when it comes to politics, when it comes to issues like this, and I think I would be remiss to not mention that this is something that impacted this past week in my life because it frustrates me to my core. And if you're someone who doesn't want to hear someone like myself or you're, you're not a fan that I have these opinions, I get it. I understand. Everyone's entitled to have their own opinion. Um, but respectfully, you don't have to listen to the podcast if you don't want. I don't try to make things political, but like I said, this is something that impacted this past week in my life and I feel like I should at least mention it, all right? Now moving on to another low of the week, um, completely different. So you know how I mentioned one of my highs was getting to go to dinner with my friend? That was totally a high, Um, but I was riding the subway on my way home, and as soon as I was getting out of the subway station, it was a near tsunami outside. It was torrential downpouring outside, and... Guys, I know what you're thinking. Why didn't you bring an umbrella? Did you not look at the weather? Any person that I've told about me getting caught in the rain, they've asked those same things and I've told them. Number one, I looked at the forecast. There was not an ounce of rain in the forecast, so I didn't feel the need to bring an umbrella. When my friend and I were eating in the park, it was nothing but sunny, light little colored clouds and it was it was beautiful out. And then as soon as I stepped out of the subway station, I felt like I stepped into a whole new world. My friend lives in Brooklyn, and when I texted her as soon as I got home, she was like, what happened to you? Did someone dump water on you? Because for her, it was not raining in Brooklyn. So I really, really got screwed over. Um, And essentially, I had to run however many blocks and avenues it was. It's usually like a 14-minute walk from my place to the subway station. So I had to sprint back to my place. I was holding the um, leftovers of my food in a little takeaway bag, and I was also wearing a light-colored blouse. It was basically like a cream off-white colored. So yeah, I just really picked the worst outfit and just the worst time to be in this situation. I looked like the matchmaker from Mulan, if you guys have seen Mulan, where she has her makeup running all down her cheeks. I literally looked like that. I'm convinced people were staring at me thinking I was absolutely insane, but what what was I to do? There was no one selling umbrellas and the rain was not letting up. I waited around for like five minutes or so to see if maybe it'll slow down and it did not. So I was like, you know what? We're just running home. I got some extra extra exercise that day 
And yeah, I came home and just, I, I made a joke out of it. I was like, you know what? We have to, we, we have to see the positive in this, I guess. It made me laugh. Uh, seeing my appearance as soon as I came home it was quite funny. But yeah, not the best. And then the last low of the week is the toilet problems that have been occurring in my apartment. Um, my toilet got clogged with who knows what. Um, and it was so bad that I, oh my gosh, guys, this was just a series of unfortunate events. This literally happened last night. So I'm still a little hung up on it. Um, basically like we have a plunger. I was plunging away. I have unclogged, unclogged many toilets in my past using a plunger. This one was not budging at all. Okay. So I had to take my trash can, my little plastic white trash can from Target, RIP, and I was scooping out things of toilet water because the toilet water had risen all the way to the brim of the toilet bowl and I was pouring it down the drain of my sink. And now this was like very clean, chemically chemically filled water. There wasn't like, you know, one or two in it at all. It was just the toilet water. And I had to pee so freaking badly. Like the worst I had ever had to pee before. So as soon as I just got to a point after an hour and a half of trying to fix the toilet, I called my dad. This was also happening very late at night and could not find a solution. And I realized I'm going to have to get someone in maintenance in my building to come and fix this with better tools because I can't. Um, I was like, all right, well, that's it. Um, I'm going pee right now. I, you can judge me all you want. I have a beautiful shower and I know I could have peed in the shower. Heck, I could have sat on top of my sink, squatted and peed. I know that's very graphic and I'm sorry. I ended up peeing in the trash can um, because I was like, I'm throwing this trash can away and getting a new one. It's been corroded with toilet water um, and now I'm going to pee in it. So I, I successfully did that. I've never done that before, but now I can say I tried something new and it successfully worked. But yeah, just not what I was anticipating for my evening. But luckily I can report that the toilet is fixed. I don't know what was in it. I don't know what was causing such a intense clog, but yeah, it's fixed. Just apartment tings, you know? All right. That was so long. I'm so sorry. I just had to get through that. You know, you guys, sometimes you just have to catch up. You got to hear what's going on in my life. Anyways, let's now get into the episode topic, the real meat of the episode. Let's talk about the coastal grandmother aesthetic. Let's first unpack what is a coastal grandmother? That is the quintessential question here. So unlike most aesthetics, I feel like coastal grandmother is really focused on the lifestyle as opposed to the fashion for this aesthetic. You know, if we consider some of the other aesthetics I've covered on this podcast or just like other popular fashion or popular aesthetics, I feel like the fashion is a core part of a lot of these popular aesthetics. Whereas I feel like Coastal Grandmother, it's solely about the lifestyle. Yes, fashion is important in it and I will get to that, but it's all about the lifestyle that we're cultivating to feel like a coastal grandmother. 
So I feel like the title itself is very self-explanatory. You know, you are a grandmother who lives on the coast, most likely like the northeast coast. That's where I've been seeing a lot of people if if they show images of like the house that they would ideally live in if they were a part of this aesthetic, it's usually somewhere on the northeast. So the look of this aesthetic is very much so encapsulated by Nancy Myers movies. So for those of you who don't know, because at first I was like, who is this Nancy Myers everyone has been talking about? She is a very famous, very talented director. She's also like a writer. You know, she she does it all, truly. She has directed a ton of popular movie. Oh my god, ton of popular movies, some of which I'm sure you've likely seen. And once you realize that the same person directed these movies, I feel like you can totally see the similarities in the looks and the overall aesthetic that these movies tend to cultivate. Because once I realized I was looking through her work, I was like, oh yeah, these all fit the vibe. You can tell the same person worked on these. So The Parent Trap, classic. Something's Gotta Give, Father of the Bride, and The Holiday, to just name a few. Now, in a lot of these, I heard people saying that Nancy Myers movies always have the most insanely just immaculate kitchens, which now I need to go back and watch these movies to just look at the kitchens because I'm sure they're right. I feel like they all have like the Food Network vibes. Um, and I truly feel like her movies are what Hallmark wishes their movies could be. Now, no shade to Hallmark. They truly put out some, you know, very aesthetically pleasing movies, but they don't have anything on Nancy Myers, let me just say. Also, side note, if you've never seen Father of the Bride, that's a classic you need to watch. It is, you will literally cry in this movie. I cry every time I watch it. It's so good. Okay, so another icon, speaking of the Food Network, that is so relative to this aesthetic is Miss Ina Garten, aka Barefoot Contessa. Now, I became aware of Barefoot Contessa in high school. I used to watch the Food Network growing up with my sister. Like, it was such a fun, like, little nice afternoon TV, I don't know, TV time. But one of my friends, she was, like, low-key obsessed with um, Ina Garten and would, like, I don't know, make, like, jokes and memes about her because she's so... I don't know how to describe her. She's so funny. Like, she's such a character. But yes, her show, Barefoot Contessa, she was on the Food Network and just everything about what she would cook, what she would wear even, and just her whole entire environment, it all would embody the coastal grandmother look. So in a nutshell, the coastal grandmother, she lives a very relaxed, settled down lifestyle. She enjoys long walks on the beach, light breezy clothes, likely wears a lot of like cotton, linen, that type of stuff. She loves a good sensible shoe. Uh, She is all about preparing and sharing her favorite dishes with her loved ones, and she enjoys the quote, classic things in life. Things that, you know, never really go out of style, whether it's decor or something she's wearing or books that she can read over and over again. The coastal grandmother likely lives in a house on the northeast coast, like I was saying, so think of like Montauk, the Hamptons, things like that. Uh, She loves fresh hydrangeas and peonies. Those are the key to her heart. You come home and give her a vase of fresh hydrangeas, peonies, 
she's going to be in love with you. She frequents her local farmer's markets and she brings her favorite cotton canvas tote. So just visualize for a second. You know, I've described the coastal grandmother in a nutshell. Visualize what she looks like. And let me just preface, although grandmother is in the title, I think anyone can embody this aesthetic. And I'll be talking about that later because there's some slight ageism happening with this aesthetic. All right, anyways. So let's talk about her clothing. Her clothing and her decor, she likes elements from like a preppy look with a touch of nautical, but she doesn't over overkill either. She's all about being simple and classic. So she will likely have a more minimal, um, I guess you could say classic, like neutrals um, in her color palette nothing crazy with patterns and prints, you know, I can't foresee a coastal grandmother wearing Lily Pulitzer, all right, so just, you know, visualize that. When I say preppy, I'm not talking about that type of preppy, and nautical, she's not going to wear a ton of things that have, like, anchor patterns all over them, just, like, a little, little embroidery here and there, but nothing crazy. She's all about high-quality simplicity, that's really the key phrase when it comes to this aesthetic, and I love that term. High quality, simplicity. And, you know, the coastal grandmother, she likes likely shops at J. Crew for her coziest cardigans. I, I would say that J. Crew prod, probably embodies the coastal grandmother look really well. Um, she probably has an entire closet full of button-down blouses. She can dress them up, dress them down thus making a capsule wardrobe the obvious choice for the coastal grandmother. She's someone who just, you know, she buys nice quality items that she can keep in her closet for years and years and years because she knows that it, this is just true to her style. She likes high quality, high quality simplicity, like I was saying. Um, I feel like she does like a little bit of prints and patterns here. Her clothes probably have a lot of banker and breton stripes if you don't know what those look like just do a quick google search i'm sure you've seen them before um and like i was saying before with the color palette she wears a lot of neutral colors and occasionally maybe a pop of red or green but she does wear a lot of blues anything that has like a blue hue to it maybe that's her being influenced by the water since she lives on the coast or, you know, maybe it's just a nice, simple color that goes with so many things. I also feel like gold jewelry seems like the right fit for a coastal grandmother, but if you're a silver kind of person, by all means, go for it. And she truly has lost count on how many straw hats she owns. I feel like having a good straw hat, and they all come in different shapes and sizes. Maybe it's a floppy hat, maybe it's one that's a little bit more fitted to the head, she has them all, all right? We're not talking about like the felt wide brim hats. We're talking about, you know, you're on a walk on the beach or you're just tanning on the beach and you have this beautiful straw hat. The coastal grandmother is rocking it. The coastal grandmother relaxes by lighting her favorite Le Labo scent. She enjoys some Pinot Grigio and she finds new recipes from the cookbook, A Boat, A Whale, and A Walrus. I have never read this cookbook, but I was browsing through it online, 
and everything seems like something the coastal grandmother would make and serve at a dinner party. Um, I would also say that domesticity is pretty closely tied to this aesthetic. However, children aren't really a part of the equation. Like, yes, she's a coastal grandmother, meaning all of her kids have grown up and maybe the grandkids come over every now and then, but it's not like she's like running around chasing after kids. She lives that nice, relaxed life. Um, so, you know, but if you have kids and you want to embody this aesthetic, by all means, go for it. So let's talk about why is this aesthetic relevant? I feel like I've painted a pretty clear picture as to what the coastal grandmother looks like. Now let's unpack why is this a thing? Why is it so popular right now? So I was reading an article from The Atlantic, and I think this article was written by someone who is a little older. This is where the whole ageism thing comes into play. And after this writer was describing the different elements of the aesthetic, they went on to say that the reason why grandmothers tend to have this sort of trajectory in living um, more simple lives is, and I quote, menopause is the ultimate me time and you have to earn it, end quote. So I feel like this statement and the rest of the article came off a little like age shamey and shaming towards younger people. And I just felt like the author was talking down to younger people who want to adopt this sort of coastal grandmother way of living as to say that like you can't live this simple coastal relax life until you've gone through some stuff in your life you know until you've lived your whole life I guess essentially until you've gone through menopause is what she was saying and although I haven't gone through menopause I I get what she means you know as you get older and your body continues to change it's just vital to prioritize yourself and just the simple things in life totally understand but One reason why I think this way of living and dressing is resonating so well with Gen Z and millennials, the younger generations, is because of how exhausting the past couple of years have collectively been for all of us. Think of the pandemic, uncertainties with jobs and the economy, political strife, mental health crises, and just overall fatigue and burnout from having to take in so much in such a short span of time. And For anyone older listening, which I don't think there's a lot of older listeners to this podcast, but if there are, hi. I'm not comparing these events that we've gone through over the past couple of years to an entire lifetime's worth of work. I get it. You work your whole life. You, you know, do all that you can to provide a nice life for yourself, your family, you know, people in your life. And it can be exhausting. At the end of the day, you just look around at all that you've worked for and all you want to do is relax. Totally valid. But I also see it from a younger person's perspective just because I think I've started to reflect on all of the craziness that we've gone through this past, the past couple of years and how, yeah, it's completely valid to be like, hey, I just want to live a relaxed, nice life right now. I just want to chill. And this aesthetic is the most aesthetically pleasing way to live a relaxed life, in my opinion. Like I was talking about, um, the high quality simplicity, I feel like a lot of people 
are wanting to adopt that like adopt high quality but simple things into their life because that seems like the best solution to everything that we've been going through and you know there's also this sense of living a very carefree life and I think that's what makes this aesthetic so attractive is people are kind of sick and tired of the whole like rise and grind girl boss type thing and you see this beautiful aesthetic of like wow we can live this carefree life and the coastal grandmother she I mean she is a girl boss she has her stuff together she is that girl truly but without all of the like toxic productivity behind it she has the things that she loves the simple things that are the key to her heart and she stays true to that and through that she can live this very carefree simple lifestyle and i think that's what makes coastal grandmother so attractive um because it feels like every day is like you're on a vacation you know We've all, hopefully, been on vacation at some point and you ever just have that moment where you're, maybe you're sitting someplace nice and warm or you just feel like, man, I have no worries right now. I'm just totally coasting. I'm, I'm relaxing. I feel like that is what this aesthetic sort of embodies and I don't feel like the aesthetic is out of touch, like it ignores all of the problems that still exist in the world, but I feel like it's a nice way to be like, let me do what's good for my mental and maybe even physical health right now and I want to kind of adopt this lifestyle for the summer. I just, I want to be chilling. I want to be living carefree. I want to dress in these really cute but simple clothes, have this high quality simplicity to my life and, you know, just have the aesthetic for the summer or maybe adopt it for the rest of your life. I don't know. So, that is sort of a brief explanation as to why I think this aesthetic is currently popular. Now, I want to give a brief little list of if you're wanting to achieve this aesthetic, here are some of my tips on doing so. So number one, be resourceful and raid your grandmother or grandfather's wardrobe. Or maybe you have a parent who really embodies this coastal grandmother or grandfather look. I've been seeing some people say that they are really wanting to be the coastal grandfather as opposed to the coastal grandmother, which I don't really understand all of the differences. I think it just might be a little bit different in how you dress. Um, but yes, if you are like, all right, well, maybe I could implement a little bit of this aesthetic into my wardrobe, be resourceful. Maybe one of your grandparents or an older relative is like, I have so many clothes that I do not wear. And you could ask them like, hey, could I borrow a few pieces? Or, you know, if you have anything you're wanting to throw out, mind if I look through it? Or of course, you know, thrift stores are great because you can find literally anything and everything there. Um, but yeah, also you might have a lot of these things in your wardrobe already. I feel like a lot of people already have button downs or just like um, a lot of summer clothes tend to be in lighter fabrics, cottons, linens, and maybe you have like a ton of neutral pieces in your wardrobe to begin with. So use what you have, or if you have a cool relative who's a little extra generous, maybe ask them. Another thing, another tip is scheduling in me time in addition to all of the fun that you're going to be having this summer. 
I think that is like quintessential to living this relaxed and carefree life is making sure you're prioritizing yourself. And I feel like by carving out some me time, whatever that should look like for you, I feel like that is so key in achieving that coastal grandmother life. Maybe it's, you know, 15 minutes a day. You want to read your favorite book or just like go for a walk and look at the sunset or, you know, have fun at the grocery store, the farmer's market, picking out new produce or new ingredients to a recipe you want to try out, lighting a candle or, you know, just turning off all the screens, laying down on a couch or your bed, somewhere comfortable and just relaxing whatever it means to you. But I feel like having me time is great in addition to any fun dinner parties you're having or any fun events you're having this summer. It's important to have me time. Also, another tip, I feel like this should go without saying, watching a Nancy Myers movie. I know after learning about this aesthetic, I was so much more inclined to rewatch The Parent Trap or... um, what was it called? Father of the Bride. Oh my gosh, how could I forget? Watching one of those movies, or I have not seen a ton of Diane Keaton movies, but watching one of those. So I definitely recommend checking out a Nancy Myers movie, or if there's another movie made by a different director and it sort of embodies the coastal grandmother look, put that on for the night. Another tip is finding a cute spot to drink your morning coffee or tea preferably the one that is near sunlight. I feel like most coastal grandmothers have like nice big bay windows or just like a cute spot in their kitchen where the light shines in in the morning. Now, of course, not everybody has that, but if you have any shroud of sunlight, you could pull up a chair, sip your morning coffee, tea, water, matcha, whatever you drink, um, have your breakfast there, And again, this sort of is like the me time thing, but I feel like this is a nice way to start your day. Just looking out onto the world. I'm fortunate I live near a park, so my surroundings are quite nice. But, you know, when I was living at home, I would look out my window and I would see alpacas. So, you know, if you can romanticize your view wherever you live, amazing, great. If not, you could totally fake it pull up a YouTube video of like, I guarantee there's like a soundscape for coastal grandmothers and maybe it's like beautiful views of the waves washing on the shore or pretty houses where the wind is blowing and you can see the fresh flowers and the beautiful gardening just like moving in the wind. I know I'm sounding kind of ridiculous right now but you know what I mean like if you gotta do that and it just makes your morning a little bit more fun why not be delusional and be like I'm looking out my window right now and I'm seeing the waves crash on the shore but in actuality I live in a busy city you know you gotta you gotta do something to spruce up your day romanticize the little moments in your day okay the next one is frequenting a local farmer's market flea markets book sales i think these are all very fun activities now let's let's be real here sometimes farmer's markets or just like you know places like that they can tend to be a little pricey it depends though some are really good and fair with their pricing so if you want to start shopping there weekly by all means do you have fun i'm jealous 
But I know that sometimes, you know, it's cheaper to shop at other grocery stores, get your food elsewhere, but maybe it'd be a fun summertime activity, like go to a local farmer's market and just walk around. Maybe you find some fresh flowers there and pick those up and, you know, maybe you also find a cute flea market or book sales. I don't know if where you guys live, there are book sales over the summer, but back home, there were always local libraries that would do book sales in the summer. And I feel like a coastal grandmother would 1000% be hitting up the local book sale. So just, you know, maybe trying some of those fun activities for the summer would be good. Okay, another thing, this is what I'm doing right now, is making yourself an afternoon pick-me-up beverage. Now, I'm not going to judge. If you want to be like Miss Sandra Lee and have your two shots of vodka and do whatever with your fun little afternoon beverage, no judgment. Have all the fun you want. I feel like coastal grandmothers have amazing cocktail recipes or they have like the best tea remedies for whatever or they can make a mean matcha latte or something like that. I don't know. They can they can just, you know, make all the fun drinks. They have all the cool recipes. So be a little bit adventurous. Look up some new recipes or me. What I'm doing right now is I literally have Starbucks iced coffee with my favorite coffee creamer in it and it's hitting the spot. It's great. Okay, and the next one is also food related. I feel like food is so closely tied to this aesthetic. Making yourself your own personal charcuterie board. Now, I think I might have said this before as a fun meal idea, whether it's with yourself or with friends, a roommate, significant other, making a charcuterie board is so much fun to begin with, but I feel like it's even more fun when you make it for yourself. You can get a cute little wooden cutting board or just on on a plate, honestly, fill it with your favorite things, and I feel like the coastal grandmother would be amazing at putting one of these together. So that's a fun little food idea for you. And then the last one is doing a creative activity. So painting, reading fiction, photographing nature, following a new recipe, something like that. I feel like these are all creative activities that the coastal grandmother would be into, even if it's as simple as like reading fiction and then like you know, as you're reading it, you're putting yourself in that world. That's a creative activity, and I feel like she would be doing that. But I also feel like coastal grandmothers, oh my gosh, this is reminding me of one of my professors. She was literally a coastal grandmother, oh my god. She was an exceptional painter, oh my god. One of the best oil painters I've ever, I've ever been around in my life. She was amazing. Her name's Cheryl, shout out Cheryl. Um, she, I forget where she lived. She lived maybe somewhere in Connecticut and would commute into the city to teach. But she and her husband would both paint on the weekends. They had this beautiful house. She showed us her house and they would just paint for fun, like a nice little relaxing hobby. Obviously they're very good at it and don't feel like you can't do that kind of stuff if you're not as good as Cheryl. But, you know, if you have some paints or maybe you just have like a little notebook and pens or pencils, I don't just, I don't know, sit in a park, sit outside somewhere, sit in your place. Maybe it's a rainy day and you want to be all like cozy and comfortable and just draw a little bit, paint a little bit or do any of the other activities. 
If you are really adventurous in the kitchen and you want to cook something new or bake something new, try out a new recipe. Photograph nature. I know some people are very interested in that. And now I feel like it's a great time because things are really in bloom. Um, but also you don't have to be a pro at that kind of stuff. One of my assignments in college was we had to go out and photograph flowers. And then we turned our images into like the images of the flowers into floral patterns. It was very cool. You don't have to do all that stuff. But it was just fun to like go out and photograph nature. And look back at the pictures and be like, wow, this is so beautiful. Maybe it's your new phone lock screen or I don't know maybe you make a cute little collage but yeah those are some fun activities to get you really into this aesthetic listen like I said before with the whole ageism thing I think anyone can partake in the coastal grandmother aesthetic no matter how old you are no matter who you are where you live I think it's fun for everybody and it's especially fun for the summertime because this aesthetic I feel like so much of it relies on just the season of summer but you can most definitely take this carefree high quality simplicity lifestyle into the rest of the year so i really love this i'm very excited about you know incorporating some more coastal grandmother things into my life hope you guys are the same um if not i hope you at least just found this episode interesting and yeah that's all i have for you guys today i I'm very excited about all things Coastal Grandmother, and if there's any other analyzing aesthetics, any other aesthetics that you're like, please talk about this one. Why haven't you talked about this yet? Let me know. But yes, I appreciate you guys getting to this point because I'm sure the episode is rather long. Um, But yeah, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, thanks for listening. (laughs) 